Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. Thanks for joining us today as we continue our conversation on a bunch of things uh, that have to do with the Catholic world and beyond. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined, as usual, by Josh Sullivan. Hello. Welcome to you. Thank you. And Matt Van Milligan. Hi. Welcome, Matt. So, we are getting close to uh, Christmas, Mm -hmm. and uh, I know here in our part of the world, we're facing some cooler temperatures there's last evening was snowing galore yeah right and the temperatures yeah. are dropping and uh i was you know you can't help but to think about people who don't have adequate um coverage uh Residencies. housing yeah. Yeah, yeah. roof over their heads at this time of year right a couple weeks ago me and a few par- uh, parishioners were driving through the streets downtown with meals uh, and uh, it did not take us very long to unload uh, these uh, meals to people. And it was cold. Yeah. It was very cold, you know. And anyway, one person that we stopped, there was a group of four people, like, kind of walking together, so pushing a shopping cart, you know. So we pulled over and asked if they wanted some food. Anyways, one of the guys was just so wonderful. He just mm-hmm. he couldn't stop thanking us and uh, he just kept saying God bless you, God bless you and you know, shoved his arm and <laughs> through the window of my car to <laughs> to thank us and shake my hand or whatever. So, uh, and then I said we have we have a bunch of food still, like w- where should we head now? And he said right up the street there's sort of like a tent village. Okay. You know, and uh, so we drove up the street not far from where we were, and I mean, it, it was just cold and dark. Mm-hmm. I just felt horrible for the know? people. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Not for myself. <laughs> but, you <laughs> know, a nice warm car. But, yeah, and um, it's just a sad situation that we have going on. And and you know, it's one thing because in the summertime we saw especially after a COVID pandemic, yeah. this explosion of 10 cities, right? And Especially and North people, Bay Yeah, and, and all across Canada. Mm-hmm. I guess across Canada. Uh, and uh, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. That's one thing in the summertime. But now that it's winter... It's a whole other ball It's game. a whole other... And, yeah. and, you know, for those listening from outside of our own area, like, it, it's, it, it gets cold here. We're in northern Ontario. And, it was minus uh, 10 last night. Yeah. It gets colder now. Like, not even seen the worst of our weather. No, it, get, it gets down to yeah. minus 30, minus 40 sometimes at night. So all that Celsius. to say is, you know, people have a lot of questions about what we're supposed to do with the homeless, you know? Well, if you think about it, especially right now when you're doing the shopping and everything else, and I don't know where you guys encounter, but for me, one of the biggest places I encounter um, people, uh, homeless, I'm going to say, is is in front of shopping malls or in, in front, either they're on the, right now they're on the street corners, uh, so when you pull up, you know. The, the intersections. The intersections mm-hmm. and stuff, and asking for money there or whatever, they just stand there with a sign. And then, or sometimes you see them in front of the store, and then they're getting chased off by security or whatever else now, and, and so... There, there's f- multiple different feelings when we come to dealing with the homeless, especially because, I mean, okay, so there's people there asking for food, money, normally it's money, but they're asking for whatever, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever you can give kind of thing is normally the sign says, something along that, God bless, something along those lines. Um, and there are a couple different mixed feelings that I know that a lot of people go through. And first of all, mm-hmm. in our Christian Catholic teachings i mean christ talked about like we want to give to the poor we want to we want to feed the hungry and and clothe the naked and and you know help heal the sick so those there's 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 a compulsion to want to help these people but at the same time i don't know about you guys but i always grew up with the 
uh, understanding or whatever that, well, sometimes these people are just going to use whatever money you get to, to go buy drugs and alcohol. And so there's, there's like the two different sides of that coin. When we're talking about helping homeless people uh, or, or those people asking for money, the beggars, uh, uh, the modern-day beggars uh, asking for money. So how do we handle that as Catholics? How do we, yeah. how do we like, do we, do we, like, sometimes you, you pull up and they just try not to make eye contact oh, with gosh. the person as, as yeah. you know, like, I feel guilty. I don't want to give them money. Just don't make eye contact. Or do you open the window, talk to them, but then you just don't give them anything. Or do you give money to them? Yeah. You know, like, how, how do we, how are we supposed to handle it? I think that's a pretty good topic because I think, I don't know about you guys, but yeah. I think a lot of times when we encounter these situations, it's always very awkward. Yeah. And not knowing kind of which, which of these am I morally obligated to do? What, I'm, what is ethical here? What is, you know, yeah. if this person's going to buy alcohol, I don't want to necessarily support their habit, but does that prevent me from giving? You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, and there are like, it, it can seem like the same impulse, but coming from two completely different directions. Like on, on the one hand, you'd be like, well, it, like if I just give them money, yeah. I might be enabling some, you know, behavior or like, you know, directly funding something that's keeping them in this situation. Yeah. I was like, but if that keeps you from giving, if that keeps you from like, engaging with people in need at all, mm -hmm. that's a problem. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and on the other side, um, you, you know, you, you want to um, recognize that like not giving is, is not an option. So like if, if like uh, looking at the scriptures, Christ talks about, um, you know, providing for people in need more than he talks about like most other things or most other things that we would consider just kind of be to be like a moral requirement of our faith. Um, even in like the, the latter part of Matthew, um, when he's talking about like separating the sheep from the goats, it's like, what's, what's the criteria for kind of salvation as, as he's putting it forward? It's like, um, you know, um, provide clothing, clothing the naked, feeding, uh, the hungry, taking care of those in need. His, and it's like, uh, it's like, when did we ever see you poor? When did we ever see you hungry? It's like, whatsoever you did to the least of these, you also did to me. That is, this isn't just kind of like a peripheral aspect of our faith. You know, this is, this is our faith in action. So, um, uh, uh, James, the first chapter of James, I think, um, is when it says, you know, true, true religion is this, um, you know, uh, taking care of the widow, taking care of the orphan, taking care of those, the, the destitute, the people whose circumstances are, you know, identifiably below ours. Uh, that it's not just like, okay, um, you know, I, I can, I can hold myself at an arm's distance from the poor, those mm -hmm. in need, the, the homeless, because, you know, I don't want to enable, um, you know, their, their, their life choices or, you know, whatever, um, situation brought them here. But like, you have to do something. You, you have to, like the, the gospel kind of requires us to respond to the poor. So the question becomes, you know, what, what does that look like? So if not giving money, um, you know, can you buy somebody a meal? Can you, um, you know, provide for their needs in, in a practical way? Um, I remember, um, um, I actually don't encounter, um, you know, the, the, the homeless as, as often as I did when I lived in Ottawa, yeah, um, you know, ma awesome. major cities, you, you have a lot more. Um, and I remember I was, um, out for lunch, um, uh, while I was working and I had, you know, the other half of my lunch in a to go thing cause I, I couldn't finish it. And I was walking by someone and they were asking, um, for uh, either money or, or food. And I was just in another, like I wasn't in that space or I wasn't, um, um, and he, he called out to me directly. He's like, are you really going to eat that? And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like I, <laughs> I gave it to him and like, 
I actually stopped and talked to him and yeah. had a conversation. And um, you said it's, it's, it, it can be awkward. It's yeah. like, but there's no there's no awkwardness. There's no difference in dignity between you know myself and this mm -hmm. person. You know, um, and you know a, a lot of the kind of divisions that we draw, um, you know, are, are artificial. And it, it took that kind of moment, or just kind of like somebody actually calling me out of my own head, um, to just like to recognize to break down that kind of artificial separation that you know kind of keeps us from recognizing kind of those in need as our as our brothers and sisters. I like uh, what you said because it's true Jesus does talk a lot about that uh, and yes in the latter part of Matthew you know he makes that we're separating the sheep and the goats here's the criteria yeah. you know feeding the hungry taking care I mean the, the corporal works of mercy yeah. right like the first four of them talk mm -hmm. about caring for the poor yeah. right so what you said there was, uh, you know, if we don't have an option, we, we, we have to do something. Mm -hmm. So if someone is confronted like you were yeah. saying, you know, yeah. you're on the street, you're in the car at the red light and someone's staring at you through the window and you don't want to give money, like, are you obligated to give money? And I would say no, because there are other things you can do. Like, let's say someone feels uncomfortable rolling down their window to give money to yeah. that person there. Well, then, uh, this week, you know, did you give to the food bank? Mm -hmm. Did you yeah. make a donation somewhere? Did you help in another way? Like, we have to look at our income. Of course. And say, what belongs to other people? Like, what is my fair share mm -hmm. to help others in need, right? Like, you think of most parishes have some sort of food bank or food drive or uh, meal that they serve. If that's your regular way of giving, then that's your mm -hmm. contribution, right? Or um, there, there, are, there are other ways. But to just do nothing, I think you're mm -hmm. right is not right. We cannot just do nothing. You also mentioned, I think a big part of this is the dignity. I think a lot of times when we see these people, we try, because of the awkwardness of the situation, we try to ignore. Mm -hmm. uh, so then I don't have to deal with the situation as it is. But imagine, uh, just for instance, if you pull up to a light and there's somebody standing there, imagine if it was um, uh, you know, a buddy you went to school with. Would you not roll down your window and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah. You know, and and talk to that person with dignity, with respect. Mm -hmm. You would, even though they hit hard times, let's just say, but you would still interact with them in a way that's loving, in a way that's versus um, versus ignore them completely yeah. on the side. You know what I mean? So I think that's something like when you see them there, it's like I don't know. I, I try very hard just to have that conversation simple, just and it's not like I don't enter into ten minute conversation normally. Uh, but it's just like, hey, how's it going? You know, and just kind of like acknowledging that they're there, acknowledging yeah. their presence, and then and then kind of going from there. It depends for me. It I've decided that it, for me, it depends on what I'm there at the store to do. And so, I mean, there's other w w ways to give and stuff. But for me, if I'm going into the store and they're there, then I am buying a meal at the deli counter or whatever the case may be, and I'm coming out with it. And I'm just offering it to them. And if they don't want it, I mean, sometimes you see them. They uh, uh, to give you an idea, I did this once. Um, didn't see the lady when I went in. I went into the store and everything else. But I came out, and I had bought myself just a little wing pack. So it, like you know, twelve <laughs> wings with celery, and with uh, celery, with celery. And then there was a thing of um, nuts, and it was nuts with some cranberries and some chocolates. And I really wanted this. I was like craving this for it's a like couple a vivid days. Memory. Oh, I love it. I'm drooling right now. Uh, anyways, but I was like, I was really craving this, and I, I was really excited. I was kind of like, okay, I'm gonna give myself a little treat today. I'm in the office all day. This is gonna be great. I'll have a, like this little peanut snack thing, and when I pulled up to the light, um, there was this lady there with and asking. I was just like. Oh, 
And one of the kind of decisions I made was that if, if I'm going to the store to buy myself a meal and there's somebody there, then I'm going to give part, like I'm going to sacrifice because I can afford to fast <laughs> for a meal here and there. Um, you know, and so, but I'm going to, I'm going to share whatever I have with that person. That's just my own personal. And so I looked and I was like, well, I kind of really like the wings. I've already eaten some of them in the car on the way out of the, you know, I'm like, oh, that's like give someone a half eaten wing is not going to be great. But I have this bag of chocolates I've been really looking forward to. And I decided that the better sacrifice here would be to give this unopened bag of peanut chocolate cranberry thing. And I'm like, oh, but I really want that. But that was like, a, mm-hmm. it was like to open up the window and be like, hey, listen, I said, I don't have money, but here, I got this bag. And she's like, oh, yeah. But like what I realized from that moment was her ripping it open in front of me and just like shoveling it into her mouth. To me, was I, I like I just went, oh, she's actually hungry. Like she's not faking this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't know why there was a judgment there on my part of being like, oh, she's just gonna p- pack it away and then right. you know, like you know, maybe try to, I don't know, give it away to somebody else or sell it or something. Like, I don't know. And I was just like, wow, no, she's like she's she's devouring that. And I was like, oh, thank thank you, Lord, for for showing me that because that helped me. You know, I don't need the chocolate. <laughs> like not like she needs the chocolate, obviously. Yeah, it's a it's a good thing to think about because people like you said earlier, like, are they going to take what I give them and spend it on things that aren't good, right? Yeah. And let's say, for for example, let's say, for example, they do. Yeah. That that doesn't change the goodness of your Mm -hmm. action, right? And so give, like, give. Like, I always think of God gives us so many good things, <laughs> even that when we, we turn around, <laughs> waste. Yeah. yeah, like God gives us so many blessings and so many talents or gifts or you know words of encouragement or whatever, and we just turn around and sin or turn around and spoil them or mm-hmm. waste them or whatever. What is the difference? Like God is still good, yeah. right? Just because we've wasted His gift doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with Him. Yeah. It you know God is generous, God is faithful. Well, we're called to do the same thing. If we give money, food, something to someone, and they turn around and use it for uh, a purpose that's not yeah. malicious sound, purposes, yeah, you know, we've still done a good thing, yeah. and I think it's really important to do so. So we're not saying give money to everyone you see. No, not necessarily. It, yeah. You might not be able to afford that. What we're saying is you have to do your part, like. A lot of churches, a lot of charitable groups do uh, clothing drives mm-hmm. uh, around this time of year. Scarves, mitts, hats, boots, socks. The giving trees. Blankets. Yeah. Like, those are needed. Yeah. Those are needed out there. Like, you see people sleeping on the street. It's freezing out there. Like, if everyone does their part, we would be able to <laughs> make life a little less horrible mm-hmm. for people. And I like what you said about the dignity. We all have equal dignity. Yeah. God has given us all equal dignity. No, we're not better with them. We're, uh, some of us are a little more fortunate, I guess. But if we all did our part, yeah, and and, and more than just kind of equal in dignity, um, it was like this this person, like this this person I encountered, was actually calling me out on my lack of virtue. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's not like there's no superiority <laughs> no, between no. me, and if there is, it's on the other end because yeah, yeah. they they recognized kind of a deficiency in my. In my attitude, so just like equal in dignity, but certainly, you know, the, the um, those in need certainly kind of wake us up to the fact that we're, um, you know, the, the the gifts that we have don't belong to us. That you know, that, that these are just kind of, um, you know, gifts that we have in in the meantime to use ultimately for uh, for God's work. Um, there's like you know the um, uh, you know don't store up treasures uh, on, on earth where moth and inflation. 
destroy, you know, that's, <laughs> that's the modern paraphrase. Um, yeah. But like the idea is that like, yes, that we have, we have wealth, we have food, we have kind of resources. And yes, we have people that we're res- directly responsible to our children, our families. Um, it's like, but, you know, in most cases, or like uh, a lot of the people that um, uh, would, would, you know, belong to the church and identify as, you know, uh, we have more than we need. Um, and, and there are certainly those kind of uh, who are in need around us. I think, I think one of the cool things I've learned is, is, what you, like, is with fasting. When we fast, I, I, I really like this mentality. I can't remember what speaker that I was listening to. I can't remember who it was. But talked about like when you fast, don't just fast. Fast and give. Mm-hmm. Meaning yeah. like you're not going to eat today. Then fast then from that it. meal, but yeah. but but you're still like you. Then give that meal, give that yeah. meal to someone. Like fast and give, fast and give. And so when we're called to prayer and fasting, do that. But but then give away. Like you're not trying to save money by fasting. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not trying to. I mean, you might lose weight by fasting, but like again, you're <laughs> not doing it for those reasons. You're you're fasting for for uh, um, self control and those type of things. But then give that that you would already have used. And give it to the, give it to whoever, give it to the church, give it to the, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of people misunderstand too is realizing that a lot of the gifts are given, people give to the church, um, and and that those gifts are given to the church freely, and and at one time they was given because rich people were like, I don't know how to deal out to the poor, so here I'll give it to the church, I'll give this out to the church to help deal with the poor, and then the poor, I mean, then the church will, but not only giving money, but giving time because the church can't like the church then has to hire people to give out resources or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be where, where versus if you're giving your time like if you don't have money to give you probably then have time to give you know like they're there they're, it kind of comes mm. um one way or the other normally and so if you have time then you're you're volunteering at the soup kitchens or you're volunteering at your church uh and, and in ways at the saint francis table or the uh, saint vincent de paul or whatever the case whatever organization is giving to the poor at, at uh in your area um and so looking at how you can help those mm-hmm. it's it's it, you know it doesn't mean only giving money or giving food per se. It's also giving yeah. of your time to that. It should be a regular part of our routine. Yeah. Right? I just want to mention the uh, corporal works of mercy. Mm-hmm. It's uh, listed in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, also at 2447. So the corporal works of mercy consist especially in feeding the hungry, sheltering the homeless, clothing the naked, visiting the sick, and in prison and burying the dead. And among all these, giving alms to the poor is the is one of the chief witnesses to fraternal charity it is mm. also a work of justice that is pleasing to god wow yes, there you go boom yeah and then uh, 2446 saint john chrysostom says, oh, yeah, says not to enable the poor to share in our goods is to steal from them and deprive them of life the goods we possess are not ours but theirs there's there's a story of St. Francis that I really... I'm sorry, not St. Francis, St. Lawrence that I really like. And if you don't know, St. Lawrence is the guy that basically has a bit of sense of humor, but he's he's the guy, he was a deacon of the church in the third century, um, in the 300s, I think. And and he basically, he was the one that uh, what he got told, he got flipped, uh, he sorry, burned alive, and so he was burning on one side, and he basically stood up and said, hey, turn me over, I'm done now. You know, like, turn, I'm done on this side, so flip me over. That That's his whole, um, that's what he's known for, right, St. Lawrence. But his, his actual, why he's a saint, and he's a martyr, but one of the things that came into being was he was there on the altar, so he was the uh, archdeacon, I believe, in Rome at the time, um, and the Pope got arrested. 
in, during mass and was killed right there, martyred uh, in, right in front of everybody while he was doing mass type thing. And then because he was the archdeacon, he was also in charge of the treasury and some other things. And so the emperor at the time, or the prefect of Rome, I believe at the time, um, turned to him and said, okay, you have three days. I want all the riches that has to do with this Christianity business. I want all of them. They're mine. Uh, anything that has to do with the Pope. And the idea being if they went and killed a, a leader of the church or whatever else, they would collect all that. Like the goods went directly to Rome. Um, to, to, the, to, to the emperor and so on. And so he's like, okay, so like, I just killed him. I want everything to do with the church. I killed the top guy. I want everything. You got three days. And so St. Lawrence uh, went around. He was deacon, and, and he basically sold everything and gave it everything, any kind of uh, material riches to the poor. Gave him around widows and orphans and everything else, and three days later he walked into Rome. He walked into the um, the, the meeting with the emperor, to the prefect, I should say, and he was he, like he was empty-handed, and he's like, "Okay, what? Where are the riches of your church? I want all the riches of your church." And he said, "I brought them with me." And he turned around, and told him to open the doors, and then the cripple and the poor walked in, and and his whole like his whole thing. I mean, this guy had it was a jokester, but also you know had had some uh, clever. Wit, I guess gonna say, but just specifically, like, no, this is this is the riches because we have the poor, because we have these people that we have to take care of. It brings a different side out of us, yeah. out, and that was kind of something that he was kind of relating to. Was like, there will, we we have to do this. We have to take care of the poor. Now he was martyred because of that, <laughs> because he did that. That's why he was martyred. But the idea is still being there that the riches of the church are the poor, you know, yeah. and, and being, and, t- and taking care of them and being able to self-sacrifice so that we can take care of them, you know? Right. Okay. On another, um, yeah. addition, I'd like to add to this here. There are the visible homeless that we see, yes. right? There are those, the visible poor, those who live on the street, those who, uh, ask for help, those sort of things. But, you know, uh, increasingly right now we're seeing people, uh, who might, be invisibly mm-hmm. poor, right? Almost living the, in their cars. Mm, those or, are the people who, yeah, are living in their cars or, or couch living surfing in, or yeah, friends' apartments, living at parents' uh, houses because they can't afford, afford it. rent. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, living sort of um, check to check whether there's assistance programs or things like that. So there's another layer of this problem that we have as well. And so, what what does that change about our our mission to help those, like not just the ones we see on the street, but in general, right? We have a duty to help the poor in general. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you expand kind of the category of what like of those in need, yes, we have kind of the the, the dire cases um, of you know abject poverty. And yes, of course, we should do uh, what we can to uh, kind of address that. But even even kind of more broadly, um, those who are in need, um, you know, yeah. th- those without kind of stability, like even uh, take uh, second chapter of Acts. You know, the the believers had everything in common and gave to each as as they had a need. Um, that you know, we have people in our community, people. Or, or like falling on hard circumstances, you know, sometimes, um, um, uh, you know, um, being able to hold down a job is difficult or, you know, it just, you know, encountered kind of a rough go. Like, what can we do as members of the church? What can we do as the church to kind of not just satisfy an immediate need for hunger, you know, not just giving a meal, but like long term, can we give people a place to stay? Can we, uh, can we invite people into our lives and give them that stability that maybe helps them? you know, take, take the next step. Um, 
uh, one of the things that, that 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 we've done in our home because uh, again we're we're not in we don't live in a city anymore we don't live in kind of um, um, is we have we have a guest room and we we actually built this in the first place for somebody who was kind of between situations um, and you know this is this is something we can do uh, we can invite them to come and live in our house you know live be a part of our family um, and if this helps them take the next step uh, great so um, you know it can be it can be a real ministry or it can be a real kind of uh, practice of virtue to actually invite people into your life, give people a place to stay, um, but also give them um, kind of uh, your time, yeah, you know, uh, mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, and your love. And, sh- and, and, and share life them. with them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's showing them the dignity, too, like we talked about before, but just like to have that one-on-one, that not only are you like worth just talking to, but also that you're worth being part of my family. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's a yeah. diff- That's a different acceptance past the point of giving somebody a dollar on the street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that's a, that's a much bigger and, and a much stronger commitment. I mean, we see this in, um, yeah, as people welcome other people into their homes and you have people that are living, um, as you mentioned, uh, I, I know of, I know of students cause as a, as mm-hmm. a professor, I, 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 yeah. I know of students that are like sleeping three or four people into a room just to try to save some money and stuff. Now, there are, there's a difference between trying to save money as a student and mm-hmm. then an actual dire need. And those, and, and those are, um, if you're willing to self-sacrifice to save a couple of bucks, that's good on you. And I think that's more towards fasting and, and self-control and self-preservation, which is great, versus um, not being able to afford it at all. Yeah. There's also the attitude there too, you know what I mean? And so some people are just... Like, I, yeah, you know, if life happens, that's kind of, yeah. you know, saying like life happens and, and you can be in that spot where, you know, I don't know, you went on disability or, or you lost your job or whatever the case may be. But understanding being in people's lives enough to have that relationship so that they could turn to you and ask. I mean, it's it is a prideful thing to be able to ask for help. You know what I mean? Like I've been in the spot before where I don't want to ask for help and it's hard to ask for help. But also on the flip side, um, when someone does, when someone's able to. So having that closer relationship with people, just in, in general, so that if they are in need, that they are able to ask, you know what I mean? And to be able to, walk, like, hey, like for you, I, I know you guys, because two of the things that, like you talk about your home being open, but the other thing that you guys have is your second vehicle becomes like everybody's oh, yeah. second vehicle. <laughs> um, so, But it, it kind of is known along the family that, that if... if if someone needs a second vehicle for a couple of days, they can ask you and yeah. you guys would, if you don't need it, you'll probably just lend them to them yeah. to have. But that's another idea of like people in need and in, in needing of a, you know, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. And, and you guys just, that seems to be now common knowledge, if you will, <laughs> but also, but it's that your hearts are that open, yeah. you know, to be able to do that. It's yeah. kind of cool. Um, so <clears throat> from this conversation, yeah. we're going to say that one of the duties that Catholics have also is like part of our Catholic social teaching is that like adequate housing and shelter, uh, the basic needs of human dignity, uh, they're they're human rights, hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So an element of what we can do to help too is to ensure that there are proper things in place through our government mm-hmm. and through our agencies and through churches that respect the dignity of people mm-hmm. and. People, people today, like you know, rent is going up, food is going up, uh, cost of everything is going up. You're you're seeing more and more people uh, relying on others or help for others. You see food the you see the use of food banks uh, soaring. Yeah. You know, even in our parish community, lots of more people are asking the church for help, and we're happy to help. 
um, because we have the uh, resource to do so because of the generosity of our parishioners, right? So one of the things that I think we can't forget is we, we have to be on the ball here when it comes to legislation or mm-hmm. uh, things that the city puts forward wherever you live that makes sure that we are caring for the poor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's one thing it, it's one thing to have nice things in a, in a city, yeah. but we can't neglect we can't neglect the poor, and that's that's part of our duty as Catholics is to make sure that that's happening. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So to to be aware, what what is out there for people? What is the government doing to help, or what are we doing to help? What is the church doing to mm-hmm. help? Like those are all, those are all things that I think we should be aware of. You know, in the winter time where we live, our city opens up an emergency shelter when it gets very cold, so people can go inside. Those are things that are nice. Uh, I know in our city, we have different agencies that cover most meals um, throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And different church <clears throat> groups work together to make sure that, okay, they're being fed on Thursday, on Friday, right? right? Exactly. And different secular groups yeah, uh, yeah. as well. So people work together, which, which is nice, but uh, you know, with, with, uh, with how our economy is doing right now and how things are going up, I think we should have greater concern, mm-hmm. not only for our own personal spending yeah. our own personal money but also for those for others uh, those, those of others mm-hmm. right like we have to be aware that there are people struggling and suffering around us and while yes we have to have an open heart to help them in, in maybe material ways if we can afford it we also have to do so we also have to help in ways that are concrete like concrete in establishing processes or establishing mm-hmm. laws or establishing things that will help them find the basic human rights that we yeah. say yeah so, oh I was, I was, i'm just smiling to myself because uh, like the um the the occasion that like we have this visible increase in need that like people it seems like more and more uh that people like that this is an occasion or an opportunity for individuals within the church but the church itself to grow in virtue to mm-hmm. like to be kind of sanctified um and that what i was, I was smiling i think it's um uh, Archbishop Charles Chaput. Um, I'm not sure if it's original to him, but I heard it from him that he, he says that the um, um, the the poor, oh, sorry, the rich were given to the poor uh, to satisfy their needs, um, but the poor were given to the rich um, to make sure that they don't go to hell. <laughs> that, they, yeah. that, they, that they that this is this is an opportunity to practice virtue. But like, um, and it's it's funny the way he puts it. But it actually, like, it comes right back to that kind of. Biblical requirement is that you know even the um, the uh, the rich young man that comes to Jesus, um, and he says, what, "What do I have to do to inherit eternal life?" And he says, "You know, uh, follow the commandments." He's like, "This I've, I, done, I, I've done this yeah. you know since I was a child." Like, okay, if you want to be perfect, so like Jesus is asking a question that he didn't actually answer in the first place. Um, he says, "Sell your possessions uh, and give to the poor." Um, that like this is this is the kind of highest act of virtue that you can and, and he goes away sad because he was very rich he had a lot to kind of give away or he, he you know um, he stood to lose more than uh, other people by kind of g- giving away but and um, I think uh, that is one of two places where um, even the word perfect is mentioned in the gospels where but Jesus actually says be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect I think that's the only other mention if you want to be perfect this is how you act you give of yourself completely and satisfy the needs of others and thankfully we've had kind of movements in the church that have r- really really you know taken this 
directly and literally. You have, yeah. you know, Mother Mother Teresa, or like Saint Francis, you, you said yeah. Francis, uh, Saint Francis uh, earlier. Lawrence, yeah. That it's like you have uh, religious orders, religious communities, uh, groups of people that have a really, really specific charism that like they go and live, not not, not just satisfy the needs of the poor, but go and live with the poorest of the poor. Um, you know, meet them eye to eye, um, recognize their inherent dignity. That you know, this is actually living our faith in. In, in a concrete way, in, in, a, in a corporeal way, in a material way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I, think, I, I think there's lots to do, because you think of, uh, you think of like our, think of your riches. You know, think yeah. of your riches. If, every, if everyone gave a little bit of their time or their resources, I think of, you know, I don't want to sound old, but, you know, but <laughs> when here, I was here growing goes. up, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember, you know, people had, we had smaller houses. Yeah. yeah. You know, we had, we shared rooms. We uh, <laughs> lived in tight quarters. We, you know, had fun with the neighbors and all these different things. And now people are building bigger homes, bigger rooms, isolating themselves. Everybody uh, has their own car. Everyone has yeah. their own car. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go you use public transportation. No one talks to each other, all this yeah. stuff. And and that's contributing, I think, to a lack of care for our neighbor. I would agree. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we have to reclaim care for our neighbor. We have to, because if we actually if we actually loved our neighbor, you know, look at the Ten Commandments. The first three commandments are to love God. The next seven commandments are to love our neighbor. Right. It's it's clear. Jesus talks about it so much. But we're slowly, if not already, losing a love for our neighbor. We have to reclaim that, I think. I think one of the things that my son pointed out to me, Jojo, he, he, one of the things he said to me when we were camping, he's like, Dad, you know, we're camping. And he's like, yeah, we can, we can live like this, right? Like, we could live like this. We got, like, two pairs of clothes, um, like, a tarp over our heads. And, like, we could actually live. Like, yeah. you, we don't need everything that we have back at home to live. Like, this is something that we could do. And uh, we talked then yeah. about wintertime and everything else. And then, like, oh, okay, well, maybe not Smash, quite. Smashing the ideals of a 10-year-old boy. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but yeah. More, <laughs> the, more the idea. One of the things, like, I remember I remember sitting there, and we were out, and, like, like, I'm sitting in front of fire and everything. I'm smirking to myself at, at his innocence. But yeah. also at the time, like, no, but there's a lot to life. Like, I have three or four pairs of shoes. I don't need three or four pairs of shoes. Well, I have my dress shoes. I have my boots for the farm. I have my running shoes. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I justify what I have for the reasons that I have it. But if I was truly in need, I have one pair of shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's every every kind of shoe that I have. You know what I mean? I, I have, you know. So understanding the comforts that we have in life and, and potentially, like, looking at giving those up... At uh, one time, Advent, we, we talked about this on a previous show a couple years ago, I remember, just like that Advent used to be and still is in, in some uh, traditions of uh, Eastern Catholic churches, um, more more like Lent, like you're giving up something. More penitential. At, yeah, more penitential. Yeah. Uh, and, and so looking at Advent as that as we're approaching Christmas is, what can I live without? Mm-hmm. What can I live without? And then maybe offering that to, you know, um, that's a kind of a cool way of, of maybe earning our, not earning, um, living our way up to Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of cool. Very true. Okay, we're uh, running out of time here, but just to recap, yeah. uh, I think it's very important that we do something. So if we're going to see someone on the street as we're at a red light, yeah. like <laughs> we don't have to ignore them. Yeah. We could say hello. We could yeah. we could mm-hmm. we could wave. We could do whatever. If if you don't have money on you or if you can't afford to give that day, 
Like, what can you give? There are so many ways in which we can help others in need, right? So part of part of our routine as Catholics should be always to do something, something, right? Um, the other thing I think is to grow in, in uh, to grow in care and concern for our neighbor. Mm-hmm. Like, if we actually cared about people, we would be appalled by what we see, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I think that let, let's let's make that. Let's make let's be more aware of what's mm. happening around us, and let's show an interest. We know that people are suffering around us. So what are we doing to help? Are, are we encouraging our members of parliament? Are we um, volunteering at our church to help with their programs? Are we uh, supporting local agencies? The, the, there's just so much that we can do to help. If everyone did something, it, we would we would see such a drastic drastic mm-hmm. difference. We uh, did not touch on uh, some of the some of the difficulties that some people on the street face, right? And uh, I don't think that was our sort of place here. And, mm. and I and I I think that was for a purpose. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter whether people are facing mental illness, addictions, whatever. It's still or just our poor duty. life choices. Yeah, like it's 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 still our duty to love. It was, it's, it reminds me of that meme where where it's it's one of those you know. So love the, I mean, so um, feed the hungry. Well, well, God, I, I get what you're saying, but but not those that have addictions, right? And like, did I stutter? Like, no, no, just feed the hungry. I didn't say, I didn't say feed the hungry, but, except, yeah. you know, like those, no, I said feed the hungry. If they're hungry, feed them. If they have needs, yeah. satisfy those needs. Even if they are, if they're suffering from whatever it might be. That like Jesus didn't care. He went and sat with the prostitutes, with the tax collectors, with the. He sat down. He had a meal with them. He shared food in the same bowl with them. He didn't treat them like you know, like he treated them like equals, and he loved them for where they're at, you know. And it's only through that that if any if anything, it's through the love that he had for them where they're at, and that was a true evangelization. So maybe we can make that a part of our Christmas Advent journey this year is to be a little more aware of what we can do to help. So uh, I'd like to maybe throw it out there for those listening because uh, maybe people are doing stuff right now that we haven't even mentioned. Maybe they have a way of helping those in need that would be helpful for others to hear as well. So maybe you can drop us a line on our social media pages or send us an email at askusatthecatholicbuzz.com as we get closer to Christmas. Uh, Let's pray. Let's pray for those uh, who are in need. Let's pray that we can be more aware of the needs of others as well. That's all the time we have uh, for today. So for Josh Sullivan and Mad Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele. We'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz. (laughs) 